my money, no time for your shit. Money could I go, I don't care for your hate. Me no fighting. Me no fighting. Throw it down, drum some bungalow down there. I did my penthouse, you can't even reach me. Me no frightened. tuned in to your podcast with your girl knee baby how y'all doing how y'all feeling is y'all all right yeah thank y'all for tuning in thank y'all for checking in make sure y'all tune in on the anchor app each and every day so well, not each and every day i lied let me take that back Sunday through Friday, Ashay, Sunday through Friday, around 3.30 p.m. EST, so that way y'all can catch the newest and latest episode of your podcast. How y'all feeling, man? Listen, 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 listen. I know we have been all over the place with this podcast, but one thing I want to be able to do is reach your heart, reach your spirit, and reach your soul sometimes to teach you a little something, because I be learning myself and when i learn y'all learn y'all know we learn to goddamn gather um i want to say his name is adukulun aduku y'all know i can't i ain't ago his name is ago and that song is okay and that's on afro pop value one the explicit version um excuse me i know all y'all be stealing my music so it's called okay okay or just okay and his name is A-D-E-K-U-N-L-E. And then last name Go. So, uh, yeah. Y'all know I ain't good with my words and my names because this looks very, 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 very foreign to me. And that's very, very African. And that's why I be mad that I don't know my native language, which I need to figure out what my native language is anyway. But on today's podcast, y'all, we're going to be actually talking about the Epic of Gilgamesh. Because I know a lot of y'all said y'all read it. Y'all went over it. Y'all read it in y'all, uh, 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 uh college classes and courses and stuff like that, which is great, but I want to get y'all input on this book. I want to talk more about this book because I feel like this, out of all the books that I've read, besides the Anunnaki Final Warning to Earth and its return in 2022, the fifth edition, this epic of Gilgamesh has been, you know, everybody was like, Enoch, Enoch. Enoch was good. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we got into Enoch. You know what I'm saying? Enoch was also um, talked about in the Anunnaki Final Warning to Earth and their return in 2022, fifth edition by Maximilian de Lafayette. So um, I had already kind of like got hip to who Enoch was in that book, but we're going to go over that on that book on another episode. But we're going to talk about the epic of motherfucking Gilgamesh, which I told y'all this man was sexy as fuck. You know, he was a, he was a king. Okay, ladies, he was a king, baby. Like, mm. okay, so the, in, the introduction of... The epic is called the history of the epic. So it just goes. It goes on to explain that the epic of Gil- Gilgamesh, the re uh, the renowned king of Ur, which they don't talk about the uh, city of Ur or the town of Ur that was in the Mesopotamia. Um, like I said, it said it comes from an age which had been wholly forgotten until the last last century when archaeologists began begun to uncover in the buried cities of the Middle East. So just imagine 
that it's so many tablets and so many things and so many people and so many kings and so many gods and goddesses that we don't know nothing about. And if y'all are familiar with like the History Channel and the and 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 when they were uh did the archaeologists was digging up known to be giants, okay? So known to be giants, that's real. You know, that's why, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of people that are taller in height are descendants from giants. You feel me? So like, you know, if you catch somebody that's like six feet, you know, and up, you know what I'm saying? Like these motherfuckers is tall, you know what I'm saying? That's because they are descendants of giants. And we look at them like they are our natural born day giants. Yes, of course, but um and and the epic of Gilgamesh it definitely describes Gilgamesh as being like a tall, giant, muscular black guy okay so um it then says till the entire history of the long period which separated abraham from noah was contained in two of the most forbidding forbiddingly genealogical chapters of the book of genesis meaning that the epic of gilgamesh this book that i'm holding in my hand right now was left out of genesis why why in the fuck well we already know why we know why don't we I know we know why, right? Because they rewritten it, they brainwashed it, they whitewashed it. They wanted you to get the fearness of it, but not the fullness of it. Let me, ooh, that's a word. They wanted you to get the fearness, but not the fullness. Ashe? Okay, so it says, from these chapters, only two names survived in the comet Perlance, those of the hunter Nimrod and the Tower of Babel. But in the cycle of poems which were collected around the character of Gilgamesh were carried back into the middle of that age. So we went back into, you know, if you don't know who Nimrod is, definitely that's a whole nother story that goes down the rabbit hole. Um, so it basically tells through the action which are shown a very human concern with mortality, the search of knowledge and for an escape from the common lot of man. The gods who do not die cannot be tragic. If Gilgamesh is not the first human hero, he is the first tragic hero of whom anything is known. He is at once the most sympathetic to us and most typical of individual man in his, re in his search for life and understanding. And in this search of conclusion must be tragic. It is perhaps surprising that anything so old as a story of the third millennium of BC should still have power to move and still attract readers in the 20th century AD. And yet it does. The narrative is incomplete and may remain so. Nevertheless, it is today the finest surviving epic poem from the period of the uh, appearance of the Homer's Iliad, and it's immeasurably older. Like Gilgamesh, first of all, let's, 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 let's just pass this introduction because the introduction is, is fucking, um, it's long. It's long as fuck. It gives you the background of it. Like if y'all don't if y'all don't get the Epic of Gilgamesh, if y'all have never read the Epic of Gilgamesh, I please, 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 baby for me. I know I just got y'all spending all y'all hard on money and say we raising money, we buying books, we supporting businesses, we supporting people, you know what I'm saying? All right. So remember when I was talking to y'all about Inky and Enlil and stuff like that, it says Gilgamesh went aboard in the world but he met with none who could withstand his arms to till he came to earth but then the men of earth murdered in the houses gilgamesh sound like tox toxin 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 means gilgamesh was toxic as fuck and uh they didn't like him because he would he would leave no son to his father 
Gilgamesh would take everybody's children. You know, he, you know, he was a warrior. He was the king of king. Like the dude didn't give a fuck. He didn't, he really didn't care because he didn't have nobody that can fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? When you a black dude and you ain't got nobody that can fuck with you in strength and knowledge and power, and you just the ish dude, can't nobody break you down. So what they did was, you know what I'm saying? They sent a prostitute. And when we say ain't nothing new under the sun, baby, ain't nothing fucking new under the sun. They had prostitutes in that time. They sent a prostitute down to this to this other man named Enkidu. Now, Enkidu, he ate with the sheep. He ate like the sheep. He ate like he ate from the grass like the sheep and the goats. He was hanging out. He was drinking water with him like he was one of them. He didn't know that he was a man. He had long, beautiful hair like a woman. He had uh, facial features of a woman, but he was a man. Okay, Ashe, that's what you're going to read in this book. He had all facial features and appearance with hair like, like a woman, but he was big. He was short and stocky like a man. So he was a male figure, but he he acted different. His character was different. So he was powerful and he was equal to Gilgamesh. And Gilgamesh didn't have no friends because, like I said, couldn't nobody fuck with him. You know, wasn't nobody powerful like him. So they sent the prostitute to where Enkidu was, you know, lounging around him and his sheep homeboys and his sheep home friends. You know what I'm saying? They drinking from the grass and shit. They having grass uh, snacks and shit. They got the grass munchies. They going from tree to tree. They laying under the tree in the shade. They bad. He bad. You know what I'm saying? They err, he err, you know what I'm saying? Like he out there with them, you feel me? Until they sent the prostitute down. She was a fine bitch, baby. They sent the I ain't never been with a baddie. Kind of saying until I call her mad. They sent her down to where Enkidu resides in the fields with sheep. She gets down there, she lures him in, and you know what she do? She put that power of the pussy on this man. Because y'all can say what y'all want to say. Clearly, the pussy has a lot of power. They try to stop women from having their own rights to use it and whether they want to have babies or not have babies. Clearly, they understand the, the pussy power movement at this time. The pussy is prime. Is prime. I, heard that some, I heard this comedian said the, the pussy is prime. The optimus prime pussy. I get it. That shit was funny. Shout out to him. So they sent her down to lure Enkidu in and tell Enkidu, like, man, it's this dude named Gilgamesh. We need you to go face off with this man, right? But he was actually lured in to let him know that he was a man. You don't got to be eating with these sheep and doing all this shit with these sheep. Oh, my ears is ringing. I shake. So, you know what I'm saying? So he, he once he had fought, once they had had sex, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say that. Once they had sexual relations, his eyes opened. He seen that he was a man. You know, she garmed him, gave him some fresh garments and shit. Let him go wash his feet, take his bath. And he too was, you know, a handsome looking motherfucker with these long, this long ass beautiful hair. You know what I'm saying? His beautiful facial features and shit. So he go down and he go down in, into town, you know what I'm saying? And he, he, what he do? You know what I'm saying? He get the, he get the trying to tussle with Ink, uh, uh, Gilgamesh. Or Gilgamesh and him get the tussling. So he told Gilgamesh, man, you ain't going to fuck with me. I'm going to say these people if you not. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to wrestle with you if they won't. So they was wrestling, but Gilgamesh did end up getting the better of him and slamming him down. But from that day forth, they became homeboys. They became best friends. You feel me? Because a black man love another black man that, that showed him some competitiveness and showed him some strength. So he was like, man, you know what? Gilgamesh said, I'm a, I'm, you won't be my friend. So Gilgamesh treated him like a brother. Gilgamesh's mother took uh, Enkidu and as a son, so you know he treated him such as he he bathed them, he he clothed them, and he, and and Gilgamesh he had long locks, long beautiful locks, long beautiful beard, melanated skin. You feel me? He he clothed himself with purple and white robes and garments and gold necklaces. 
gold chains, gold rings, and gold bracelets, bracelets, and a gold crown. And so he did the same for Enkidu. Now, him and Enkidu, they went around fucking up shit. Just because they were strong as fuck, but they went around fucking up shit because, you know, they wanted to leave a name from Gilgamesh. Always wanted to leave a name for himself. You know what I'm saying? Gilgamesh as a black man, he had a, he had a, you know, let's put it like that. If Gil Gilgamesh as a black man put in that characteristic and that, and put him in that shoe frame as a black man, Gilgamesh as a black man had a point to prove and wanted to make his name, wanted to live, have a legacy left. He wanted people to know who he wants. He he wanted to have his name known like a Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. You know, he wanted to be known. You know, he wanted everlasting life. So they don't talk about him. When they talk about Noah, mm, Mephishtim, when they talk about Noah, Sidrus, when they talk about Noah, they don't give you the epic of Gilgamesh. I'm sorry. They don't give you the epic of Gilgamesh. They don't talk about the king Gilgamesh and Enkidu and what they did. The bull of heaven, <laughs> the bull of heaven was slain by these two motherfuckers. The protector of the cedar oak trees and the cedar fields and the cedar woods, they slayed him too. They, they was there running around killing motherfuckers that they wasn't supposed to kill, but they didn't know better. You know what I'm saying? And then after his best friend died, Enkidu, because they killed the 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 heaven, the bull heaven, the, the heaven, the bull of heaven. Once they killed the bull of heaven that wasn't supposed to be killed, they end up killing him, right? God said, no, nah, it's either going to be Gilgamesh or Enkidu. And, and since Enkidu gave him the idea to do so, we're going to kill him. So when his best friend died, Gilgamesh was hurt. That nigga grieved. A big grief. He grieved so much that he didn't even bury Enkidu. He left his body where it was with worms coming out of his skeletal remains starting to form life. He left it to go seek everlasting life. And the shit my man had to go through. The shit my man had to go through, you know what I'm saying? It was a lot. Let me see if I can find um Let me see if I can find it right quick. What well, dude dude had to when he went to go visit Unt and Fishton. Uh and this what get and this, and this what gets me about the snake in so many ways um in the bible and 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 all these different books it it tells you that the serpent is sneaky as a snake it's sneaky right so gilgamesh had to get this plant now if he was to get this plant this plant would have given him everlasting life right so he got the plant as strong as he was he was tussling with the with the current and shit he got the plant when he got the plant a serpent then came out of nowhere out of the waters and snatched it from it and took him from him and had stolen it and had left, right? It talks about that as well. And uh, so y'all y'all heard me speak of Ishtar. Now Ishtar was the one who uh who ended up making Gilgamesh and Enkidu go fight the Bull of Heaven because Ishtar was upset. Now Ishtar was a mad black woman, so we're gonna take this back. So how they end up fighting and killing the Bull of Heaven was because of Ishtar. Ishtar seen Gilgamesh old fine motherfucking ass at the lake. He was washing his feet, washing his body, putting his gold chains on his reins. You know what I'm saying? He put it, he tilted his motherfucking gold crown to the side. You know, his locks flowed back in the back of his back all the way down to his ass. And she said, oh, you're going to be my man. And you know what Gilgamesh said? Oh, fuck the fuck. No, I don't want you. When a man said, I don't want you, she got mad. Ishtar said that she was going to seek the bull of heaven and to kill both of them. 
So when they both defeated the bull of heaven, she had to pay for it, but they had to pay for it as well. Which I felt that was fucked up because Ishtar is the daughter of Enlil, which is one of the mighty gods. So they actually killed one of the gods of the Elohim, the Elohim, whatever you want to say it. I don't know how to say it, but I don't want to mess it up. But the Elohim, the Elohim, one of the gods, the daughter's Ishtar, she, she the one did this. She got mad because his man ain't want her. So she done went out and got your bull of heaven and then, and then sinked it on these two motherfuckers. And these two motherfuckers is Hercules. And they right here fucking shit up. You know what I'm saying? And then boom, they kill him. One of y'all got to be killed because what Ishtar did, because Ishtar felt some type of way for her, for her madness and anger. And you know, and when they call, you know, say a black, mad black woman and stuff like that, and a woman, you know, a woman scorned, they'll fuck with a woman scorned because Ishtar, her story, she had a lot, she put a lot of men through hell. Ishtar's story is so different. Ishtar put a lot of men through hell. Every man that she was with, she fucked him up or cursed him in some fucking way or did something to him when they, didn't meet her needs or when, or when they didn't do right by her, when they didn't follow her control and her demands. See, y'all got to get into these books, bro. I'm telling you, this shit be having me on a different wave. You know what I'm saying? This is the Epic of Gilgamesh. I only broke down a little bit of the story because I want all y'all to go to Amazon, purchase this book, read this book, and definitely give me your insight on this book. I can't wait to start my book club because I want to get into these books physically and in the physical and speak out loud about them because it shit is something serious. And on the back of it says, I am Gilgamesh, who seized and killed the bull of heaven. I killed the watchman of the cedar forest. I overthrew Humbaba, who lived in the forest. Man, and it, it give you a little breakdown and insight on Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh was the king of Urk, and his companion was Enkidu. And one, uh, and they are the greatest heroes that survived from the ancient literature of Babylon, immortalized in the epic poem that dates back to the third millennium BC. Together they joined, they journeyed the cedar forest, slayed the monster Humbaba, and defeated the bull of heaven. When Enkidu dies, Gilgamesh grieves at grief and fear of death are such the, such that they lead him to undertake a quest for eternal life, a timeless tale of mortality, tragedy, and pure adventure. The Epic of Gilgamesh is a landmark literary exploration of man's search of immortality. You know what I'm saying? And it's definitely, definitely, definitely a good fucking read. Open it up. Read it with your pineal gland. Um, it's translated by N.K. Sanders. Um, so make sure y'all go get this. This is your podcast. I'm your girl, Nee Baby. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for your endless love, endless support. Make sure y'all got going to get your virtual comedy show links to the comedy show with Callie Smiles, Dizzy Christmas, and myself. I'm not a stud at the Fever Magic Studios, June 18th, and it's also a Juneteenth celebration. So make sure y'all turn up and tune in to us by going to www.kneebabycomedy.org and going to Eventbrite and getting your comedy show link. It's my time, baby, and we out.